Sing out the jubilee with all the fire we can breathe. Oh, I know that at some point I want to talk about government using weaponizing data for like homeschoolers. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know how. Are you OK with me saying that you home your family homeschools? Oh, without a doubt. OK. Yeah. OK. Because that gives you some credit. Because that's the best part of being in the state of Kansas. Yeah. We didn't have to give our kids names. Mm. Oh, really? You don't have okay. to submit their names? Mm -mm. Nope. I have a friend in Pennsylvania, and there are, like, medical vaccine mandates. Oh, yeah. For homeschooling. The, the border war. Homeschool has a, a place in that, too, of the Missouri to Kansas side. Mm. Okay. And... There's really great benefits one side or the other. We know a lot of families that have chosen to be on a particular side of the border on one state or the other for, for particular reasons. Mm. Um, you know, the the Homeschool Legal Defense Association uh, is you're getting into homeschooling. If you're not a member, I definitely recommend being a member. Um, they, they are doing such fantastic work. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year yeah. to try to to limit that type of uh, uh, of interference into your daily life. Hmm. I mean, at that point, when you're getting into vaccine mandates and you're getting home visits, uh, that's time oh to move. Oh my gosh, that's uh, time to move. Clearly, I agree. You know, you uh, was it was it two episodes ago? You were talking about. Um, you know, the, the freest states, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which, um, God, I love the, you know, the free state podcast got to talk uh, about free yeah. states. Um, very meta, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just so on the nose, just what it says on the tin. Um, there, there's a number of studies and a number of resources specifically around the best states for homeschooling. Because if you have an occupation where you uh, where you can be remote, you you know you're remote most of the time. You can be within a you can have a reasonable drive to an airport that you get that can get to you they can get you to business meetings where mm -hmm. you need to be to do your work uh, periodically for in person. Um, people choosing where to put roots based specifically on homeschool liberties. It, that as with everything, there's a subculture, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that say our homeschooling, we can be self-sufficient, we mm -hmm. can make income, and we can do it anywhere. That means the most important decision for us is going to be um, homeschooling and maybe something like income tax rates or things like that, you know, general safety. You know, that's when you start getting into uh, where do you, what do you prioritize? And then what's two, three, four, and five on that list. Hmm. But um, a, a number of families that we've talked to that, that have talked about specific states to live in or um, specific ideals that they're looking for for homeschooling. But Kansas checks a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm. Kansas checks a lot of boxes for it. It's crazy how much once you decide to opt out of particularly the public school system, because within that, that's determined where you attend is determined by your zip code, right? Right. It's crazy how many more options you have. I mean, to determine your life, like the course, the trajectory and the things oh, that you're able to do. And then once you also toss in, because, yeah, remote work yeah. into that, it's, yeah, you're free. <laughs> yeah. In, in the, when you start getting into the ability to... We travel, mm -hmm. but travel is educational. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's more than the nuts and bolts of, you know, oh, we're going to sit at the table and, you know, pull out dad's atlas and look at the roadmap. <laughs> but as we're going through, um, you know, oh, this part of Missouri, does anybody know any book? You know, what about a book that took place in this part of Missouri? You know, Little House on the Prairie. Uh, you know, they've got the museum down here. So let's get the Little House on the Prairie audiobook. You want to mm-hmm. learn how to do some wild stuff. Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. will teach you how to preserve a pig. <laughs> <laughs> they, there's so much like real world stuff mm-hmm. that they teach in that book. Welcome to episode 37 of the Free State Podcast. And as you might hear, we are doing things a little bit differently this week because we have a great guest on and his name is Jonathan, a good friend of ours. And the conversation went so well that we had too much content to pick from. So we placed a little bit of it at the beginning and there's a lot at the end. We will talk about all things privacy and tech and how that can relate to if SHTF, in case you have children listening, and Jace and Jonathan in the podcast by talking about EDC, which for all the hot girls out there stands for Everyday Carry, a little bit of pew-pew discussion. As always, if you like what you hear, please like, comment, subscribe, share, send this podcast to a friend or a family member who you think would enjoy it, um, somebody maybe who's slated to join your family compound. And another great thing that you can do is physically follow us on the app through which you are listening, and that way you will get a push notification whenever we upload a new episode. Push notifications are another fun thing that we will talk about later on. Very much a the more you know experience here today. So thank you for listening and enjoy. So last week we saw an article on Substack from Kit Clarenberg. He's an investigative journalist, and he noticed that the CIA is pulling funding from Signal and that Signal, that encrypted messaging app, is going to have financial trouble now. But the big headline news was, wait, the CIA was funding this encrypted (laughs) messaging app? That we have on our phones? And so I have a friend at church who works in the tech industry, And I asked him if he would come on and try to explain to me, a tech normie, (laughs) what some of this means. And so we're thankful to have Jonathan on the show today. Thank you. I'm so, I talk to you guys during your podcast, every episode. You just can't hear me. And this is the, uh, so it's going to sound bragging. You're my like doing guy stuff podcast. Okay. Because for some reason, like, you know, it's got it's got a good runtime that I can turn it on and really get stuff done. So I'm usually like, let's see, two weekends ago, I was listening to y'all while I was running the chainsaw, clearing clearing, oh, nice. clearing our trail, um, you know, like on the back of the garden tractor. I'm like hauling stuff mm. or mowing <laughs> or something like that. So y'all are my like AirPods doing outside dirty stuff. That's actually a big, big compliment because especially from someone who has kids, because it's like, that's coveted time. Like if you are spending it with us. I get that 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) and a half. That's what I got. I am always interested in the gender breakdown of our audience too. Sometimes we lean, I think we go back and forth. We're right on the line. So episode to episode, it goes male to female and it hasn't registered non-binary yet. No, oh, I don't good, know if good, that's good. a statistic on its own. <laughs> that so, I think that's a really great, uh, a, a really great thing about your podcast is you've got. I mean, I can listen to this with my wife, and she gets as much out of it as I do. Good, that's like the goal, because one of the reasons that we did this was we looked at each other and we we're like, we feel really alone. Yeah. Um, 
physically and all that yeah yeah but i mean ideologically like we just we look around and we're like i don't we can't even talk about anything that we care about with anyone around us because we'll we'll further isolate ourselves oh absolutely absolutely so here's a question from a listener on behalf of the listeners do you receive feedback or negative feedback that you don't like Feedback you don't you f- feedback against what you've said. No, I wish that would make things fun. Well, I mean, we do, but I don't know how much you want to talk about it. Like, if we talk about certain subjects, I'll get from specific listeners I have in mind. Well, yeah. hey, you said that wrong on this thing that oh. I know you don't care about. Um, actually, are you talking to actually people? <laughs> <laughs> the best, the most, not even that it's a conflict, but um. The number one issue that we get pushed back on, and it's funny that you're here, is the privacy. Yeah. So the TikTok episode in particular, oh. we got a lot of messages saying, hey, we disagree with you here. Because we, in that one, we were like, well, we have TikTok. We like it. So we were kind of soft on it. Yeah. And well, I, you have not seen actually people until, wait until you, we talk tech. Oh, the actually people. <laughs> There's no actually people like tech actually people. Okay. And, uh, and each of them is technically correct in their own way. So, Well, that's their primary concern, right? Is being technically correct, you know, like Reddit users, which yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tell me the truth. So Yeah, if I want to know something and I Google it, it's often in a Reddit forum where I'm going to find a real answer mm-hmm. or someone's gone through the same issue when I'm doing troubleshooting on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, boy, I could we could do a whole two episodes. We could do a series on Reddit. <laughs> it, it, the, uh, just like with everything, though, uh, you know, and in, in, in talking about uh, app security and things like that, you you find your you you got to find what's your level of acceptance you know whether it's um prepping your home prepping your car you know do you have a blanket in your car for if you break down and it's winter time and you can't run the heater that is a level of prepping that a lot of people don't meet or you've got guys that they've got like stacked milk crates right like they can live mm. on the side of a fairly well traveled highway if necessary mm-hmm. Laura's dad well, we were talking about that with some friends the other day. When my dad finishes a bottle of Jack Daniels, which doesn't take him very long, he fills it with water and then stores it on the shelf to further expand his storage of fresh water. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's dive in. Let's dive into this um, because we. So first off, you can't buy a Berkey right now. I. We were gonna do a whole pot on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to uh, my Patriot Supply very recently. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about it a little bit. And I, I freaked out. And this was before I knew. Because you wanted to buy one. Well, this was even before I, I knew that Berkey was being canceled. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I freaked out. And I don't remember what it was. But it, 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 and, and actually, I say I don't remember what it was. It was nothing. I was awake in the middle of the night, terrified. How do I hydrate my family of six? So this is, this is your Roman Empire. This? Yeah. this so... I, I, Laura, I, I so love and appreciate your point of view of, you know, like moms and women and, yeah. and the, and, and I love hearing and, and my wife and I, we talk about everything mm-hmm. in the things that this existential mom crisis. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. And 
what's not talked about is the dad crisis, the things that keep us awake. And they're so like, they're, they're so night and day different. They don't, they, they, uh, in, in the world of Venn diagrams, they're not even <laughs> on the same paper mm-hmm. of how do I hydrate them? Yeah. And we have a, we have a pond and we have a stream nearby. And it's like, I don't have anything. Like, I guess I could just like run it through a bunch of old t-shirts. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Like I've got nothing. And that started into the Berkey. And now I've got the, um, oh man, the Alexa pure knockoff. What's off. that? Is that okay. the competitor to Berkey? Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the competitor to Berkey. Um, Black Friday or, uh, uh, you know, like holiday sale time. Mm-hmm. Got it for a song. Nice. Really good. So we've got like, got it home, set it up, kind of played with it a little yeah. bit. And uh, I really want to go like scoop some buckets of pond water and really put this thing to work and yeah. see what we get. Well, and and you'll, just... you'll be the guinea pig, right? You'll be the one. Oh, without a doubt. Doesn't so scare the... <laughs> me at all. And just in case our listeners don't know, what's happening with Berkey is the EPA has decided to declare them is using a pesticide in their filtration system since they use silver. And technically that qualifies, even though they've been using the same thing for years, the EPA's all of a sudden decided you can't market it in the way that it always has been. There was another angle to that where, let me put my tinfoil hat on, but it was saying that the silver actually helped fight against viruses in the water, such as COVID, and it happened on the heels of the pandemic. And people Mm. were really like, hmm, makes you wonder. If it's not regulated, now, so, and here's the question. They never said it doesn't work. So why stop, why try to inhibit the sale of it? Mm. They never said it was false advertisement. They never said it doesn't work. They never proved anything against the claims. They just said it's not regulated appropriately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's in the water, guys? (laughs) What's what's in the water? We've said this several times. The frogs are gay. Well, the frogs, like, I just... <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned this. Alex Jones yeah. is now back on Twitter. <laughs> oh my boy! On X, <laughs> I and... need to be careful how I say that because they're they're tracking people that have liked or uh, reshared or commented on of certain messages concerning Alex Jones and other That's presidential right. candidates. We were just talking about that with the Section Seven Hundred Two mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah, you can. Get subpoenaed if you retweet Donald Trump. You can. And I guess that kind of gets into the Signal article. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was going to go back to tech hygiene and Signal because Vivek Ramaswamy was on a Twitter spaces with Alex Jones and Elon Musk yesterday. And in the middle of the call, he went to the bathroom and forgot to mute his phone. And so like 100,000 people heard him peeing. How was his stream? (laughs) Power move. Yeah, it's one of those things like, oh, was, did he do that on purpose? Because now funny. everybody's talking about him again. <laughs> and free pub- uh, that That is free publicity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right did you see in the last debate he did the Nikki equals corrupt on his notepad? And it was like, of course, genius yeah. move. It was The Carlo. one I saw had an image, uh, it w- was superimposed over that, mm-hmm. uh, where it said that Hardy's breakfast is better than Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know which one's the real one. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had Hardy's breakfast. I have had Chick-fil-A breakfast. Very good. I've never had Hardy's and I have no intention to if there's a Chick-fil-A nearby. <laughs> we should do a review. 
I've never been to Hardee's. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, but the Signal article. Good Signal. Yeah. And we talked to some of our listeners on Signal. Um, so this is a little bit of a personal story. But I was shocked when you sent me that. Not that I take the time, again, to care. And I, pro- and I should. I know I should about these things. But. but my first question is, is it just the fact that our intelligence community is mad that now they've helped fund this app that's overthrown governments overseas and now it might be used against them? Or does it mean they can read what I'm saying? We don't have a way to prove the second one is false. Okay. Uh, When it comes to app security, online security, we've we've witnessed time and time and time again, uh, for instance, Apple releasing uh, iMessage data. Supposedly, those messages are encrypted, and the service delivering it doesn't have access to that. Right. Right up until the point that they do. So... With Signal and a, a number of other uh, a, a number of other projects, but Signal was was clearly designed and developed to provide a tool to overthrow governments. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think when it comes to the U.S., it, it becoming more popular in the U.S. and the article points this out accidentally becoming very, very popular in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because it was promoted by mainstream media as an alternative to um, uh, to uh, WeChat. So I, I would say... Go ahead, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I saw. I read that in the article and I was wondering why WeChat is so popular among international um, visitors and just... Uh, people who have have moved here become residents. Oh yeah, okay. So WeChat's incredibly popular. So in, in the mobile landscape, when you're talking getting through Europe or communicating in Europe, um, uh, you can cross borders and be and have international cell service so easily. Or the the need for multiple SIM cards. You know, if you if you've ever traveled through Europe through Europe and you get a prepaid card for this region that region, mm-hmm. uh, WeChat. And other similar messaging platforms, they yeah, give WhatsApp, you the, yeah. yeah, WhatsApp, WeChat. Um, they they give you the ability to have constant, consistent communication mm. outside of carrier SMS, where you can have fees for texting across services. Checks yeah. out. So it, it gives you the um, yeah. I think I said WeChat earlier, but it was WhatsApp was the was the 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 app that they were kind of moving off of. So. That gives you just open communication um, and then the ability where you can switch. You can go from iPhone to Android. Mm-hmm. It's not you can change your number. You can change your region and all of your communication is always going to be consistent and travel with you. And yeah. part of the reason people were leaving WhatsApp is because Facebook bought it, Meta or whatever. Yeah. And so they wanted to get away from a big corporation. But now the CIA mm. primarily funded signals. So how <laughs> much more secure is that? And, you know, I, I, this is the way I would I would think about it is anytime you're looking when it comes to security and safety, you have to identify your level of discomfort that you're OK with. So moving off of somewhere that you're established and you have long history of chat and communication is tough. Think about changing your cell phone number. I deleted my 
Facebook profile, the, my oldest one, you know, the, like the first one that I opened up. And it was linked to my Spotify. And I was like, eh, no big deal. But what yeah. I didn't realize was that I deleted all of my playlists from like 10 years. Yeah. I'm still heartbroken about that one. And, you know, when it comes to Signal, I, you know, anything, and and, and you can find the funding for this. Uh, and it's actually, I think it was linked in the article. Um, but where you have the Open Technology Fund. And the Open Technology Fund is government backed tools one of the really one that's that's gaining traction right now is called tails uh tails os it's a it's a full computer operating system that lives on a thumb drive mm. the entire purpose of tails is you can plug it into a computer and the computer runs off of your operating system on your thumb drive and then when you are done it removes all trace that that thumb drive and operating system operated on the computer okay I highly recommend going to their to their site and checking it out because the Tails website is very clear that it is specifically for organizers of upheaval. Sure. Yes, love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> although when you look at it, what you see is um, causes for for a good society, causes that are mm. for the greater good. Mm. That they recommend you. This is the tool recommended for that. Um, that so that's one of the the projects funded by that. Um, now that being said, works both ways, right? Yeah, you know it mm-hmm. works both ways. Uh, you know that's where you have um, rebel journalists utilizing these kinds of tools. The question for Signal users is: Do I need to? be mindful of what I have on here with it being government backed servers are only in the United States. That information, I presume they might not have full content, full content, but what they would have is this user interacted with that user Hmm. frequently. Okay. They might have some location data in there, things like that location metadata. They might not have the content of your message, but it's enough to start building telemetry. Mm-hmm. And with mobile technology, telemetry is the name of the game. That is all of your Google services, all of your everything is building telemetry, your apps. So there's an illusion of your ability to control that. But even something as simple as the time on your phone, you never set the time on your phone, right? Right. It's turned on to automatically check the time from the cell phone tower. You can turn that feature off. So that is a physical telemetry, right? You can turn off where your phone pulls its time from the cell phone tower. Mm-hmm. Let's say okay. you're, in a, you're in a scenario where you're very concerned about being your location, being isolated, being able to be found. Sure. That feature just stops the clock from updating. It still checks the time from the from the tower. Mm-hmm. It still does that. So you would need to use an alternative operating system that fully restricts that. But your standard off the shelf, which you went and bought, it doesn't actually stop pinging the tower. Oh. See, and I've seen people say that like you can turn your phone off, but all of the tracking and all, it's still. Uh, I don't. I don't know what other word pingable. Like yeah. people can still find you if it's off. Every time I download a new app, it tells Apple gives me the option to say "ask not to trap" or "track." Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like demand not to track, so I yeah. don't know <laughs> how much control Apple really even has over it. 
you can ask. The answer just might be no. Yeah. So in that article about Signal, it used Tor as an example, uh, which you might be better off describing it, but I can give it my best shot as a browser that makes the user anonymous in theory to participate in like the dark web, whatever that is. Yeah. So Tor takes your signal and it bounces it. There's a bunch of computers dedicated to routing Tor traffic. And by a bunch, I'm talking thousands and thousands of them all over the globe. And it bounces your your web traffic through multiple uh, computers for the most part, try to anonymize or confuse anybody trying to track your web action. Um, so what's the difference between Tor and a VPN? So Tor moves your moves your requests through multiple through multiple boxes without needing any kind of setup on your end. A okay. VPN would need to be configured on, so your phone would need to be configured, your laptop would need to be configured, okay. any device you're going to use. The Tor browser does that part for you. Okay. Uh, but Tor is also funded by the Open Technology Fund. Right. And that's what the author was saying. And that he, he said that, I mean, there's evidence, like this is known, that the government uses that and can, can um, what is the reverse it's not anonymous. Right. It they can, can yeah. yeah. And again, that's that telemetry. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that telemetry part of it. So you were talking about your dad being a prepper. Mm -hmm. When it really, really, really happens, when and if something really, really, really happens. And I think this kind of goes back to the existential dad worry mm -hmm. of what keeps me awake at night. Don't worry about your web traffic. Don't worry about your text messages. Did I choose the right messaging app? There's there's two types of people that are going to emerge in that scenario, okay? And that's going to be the people that pull their family in mm -hmm. and that move to protect the ones they love in, in their little piece of land that they have cordoned off for themselves, and then there's going to be the goers and the doers. There's going to be the guys that have the training, the experience, the equipment to defend, protect, and try to put down mm. new and emerging threats. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you. I'm in the first group. Yeah, we have kids, yeah. little kids. Yeah. We are not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. That is, the, and and I don't, uh, you know, the when it comes to the the the. The, the training and the tools necessary for all of that. There's guys that are I mean, they're built for this. Absolutely. Yeah. But when you're trying to determine your comfort level, we're looking at two, at two things here, right? Your comfort level for everyday living mm. and just to, to be as safe and secure as you can be. Mm -hmm. But then you move on to your, your planning side. Um, the only safe and secure way now, in the year 2023, almost 2024, the only safe and secure way to communicate is two people standing face-to-face -face with nobody in earshot. Nobody or no thing? I mean, because at this point, right, things are listening. Absolutely. And and that is the uh, – these are fun. There's little Faraday bags for your phone. Yeah. It looks like yeah. a Crown Royal bag, and it's, oh, you know, funny. full of mesh and, <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but that's the – you know, two two people – talking to each other is the only safe and secure 
method of communication. Just operating under the presumption of what's the easiest way. You know, for instance, if you don't want to give up telemetry, you cannot use YouTube in any way, in any method. Mm. All of the tracking, the site tracking, the analytics, the the capture that happens, whether it's the app, whether it's the website, there's ways you can limit what it can, can what it can collect on you, but you can't eliminate. Mm-hmm. So, are you going to live in a world with no YouTube? That maybe might be a little too tinfoil hatty. Um, yeah. You know, the, it's the how am I going to learn how to do all the stuff I wasn't taught how to do? Right. I need my YouTube. Right. right. It's true. When you start going in that route of Okay, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little too deep in the weeds and I'm mm. reducing my ability to comfortably live. I was going to say we're already do, doing so many things that are like hard and 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 that's fine, but most of them are are difficult because they're new and yes. like we don't have people to consult about the things that we're doing like homeschooling for example. Right. And so now you want me to get off YouTube. <laughs> but I've been trying to this is something that I've been considering. Um, I don't have a newborn, so I've been getting considerable more sleep than a year ago. My level of exposure, because I've always, for the past few, you know, I've had blogs, on, posted things online, shared a lot about my life. Right. And we have encountered real-world consequences of that yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Some creepy things have yeah. happened as a consequence of just this choice that I made. And I, I can tell myself that this is a choice I was making, but... There's a lot of people who do the family blogging and vlogging. Yeah. Oh, that scares me. And we don't even like to really say their names on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I won't do. But yeah. And then you start to go down that rabbit hole and then you're like, am I am I going to share pictures of their faces online? Cause, and that's something that I've considered. And so I've been, this is an ongoing thing. I'm trying to determine my level of exposure that I'm comfortable with. And I start to think about the different data that you have to consider in this question. And there's there's the physical location, there's consumer habits. So like, you know, this company knows that I like eyeshadow or whatever. Right. And they yeah. target me because of my habits related to that. But then there's, and this component scares me the most, is the ideological habits. And when those three things converge, that's when I get really scared is someone knows what I think, what I like, and where I am. Right. And then so anyone with an ounce of law enforcement power can come down on me and however they so choose. And I know that that sounds doomsday and whatever, but I really I don't know how far we are from that. They were tracking people during COVID when there were mask mandates. Right. And I, I wrote about this at the time, but they were tracking their activity which uh, made clear that they were violating these mandates, which made clear that they thought a certain way or had, you know, weren't obedient. And and they could derive all of these things from telemetry or what you were saying. Yeah, in Australia, they were counting the number of people at kids' birthday parties to make sure it was fewer than eight. That kind of thing. Via data? Yep. See? (laughs) And it's hard because amidst all of these things... And again, this is mom, but this is all I can think of. Someone has to make dinner. Someone needs to go down for a nap. I haven't done the laundry in two days, you know, and then there's all of this to consider. And But that's I think that's how they do it. That's how they get you. That's exactly the point. Right. <laughs> and and 
You know, I think this might kind of put a point, you know, with discussing Signal and is it the best app? Do we need to move off of Signal? Is it is it actually safe? There's just this coincidental connection to it. They already have it all. I know. Yeah. They've already know. got it. So now the question is, uh, how do you make peace with it and still sing a joyful tune while you make dinner and do the laundry? And the... Again, you know, may, the decisions you make to move on from it, but the alternative is to buy a car built before 1998, <laughs> not have a cell phone. Yeah. And 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 uh, I guess find a typewriter at a, at a thrift store. That sounds kind of fun. That's actually yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> um, buy stamps. Yeah, buy Little stamps. Little ASMR with the, yeah. It's so funny you said stamps, so I was thinking through this scenario because – I said the safest way to do it is two people talking to each other because mail is not the safest way to it because mm-hmm. they can source what what street mailbox it was dropped into and then use closed circuit television to find out who dropped mail between this time the last pickup and the current pickup and then on and on and on. Yeah, you drive it to the post office. They've got you on video. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's something I wanted to bring up with you. I think I brought it up on the pod before, but when I was working in D.C. for for Massey, Thomas Massey, he was in a meeting in oversight, the oversight committee, and he was interviewing someone from the FBI and then two other privacy, pro-privacy experts, and he was talking about facial recognition technology, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how the FBI collects data from state agencies like the DMV. Mm -hmm. So the FBI Mm -hmm. will collect photographs of people from the DMV that they take when they get their driver's license. So the FBI has pictures of everyone that they need. And then if they need to run those through a system, they have their name and their address, and then they can just find them through camera surveillance captured on streets or restaurants or libraries or whatever. And they've got that tied to your license plate and lots of states and localities track license plates too. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, some, I've had somebody say this, well, that's not, you know, that's that's CSI stuff that it can watch a camera and it and it figures out the face. It literally unlocks your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The technology is so available. It's in consumer goods. If yeah. it's if the technology is in consumer goods, it is 10 times more advanced yes. at the I'll call it the professional level mm-hmm. than than what you have in your pocket to get to to get to your TikTok app without having to mm-hmm. enter for a four digit code. I don't get permissions for the face unlock by the way. I just pretend that this is my thing that I just pretend that I like care by not ever granting permission for that. But I wanted to say one more thing the thing that really gave me pause when I was watching this happen in real time this interview between specifically the woman there from the FBI is that Massey asked this question and he said so is there any authority granted by an elected official between these two entities between the fbi and the dmv is at any point a state representative involved to give permission because that's the only person in this scenario who has been elected by the voters the people whose photos you're grabbing and tracking and the woman from the fbi hadn't you could tell by her face she hadn't even considered this question before mm-hmm. and she sort of had to run through what that meant like who is elected in this equation there is no one essentially is what she said yeah and that is uh, unfortunately in 2020 we saw that run amok yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know the 
the existential dead worry is do I have, how do I get water for them? Because nobody's coming to bring us water. Yeah, nobody's yeah. coming for you. Nobody's coming for you. And you are your own first responder. Yep. Both of those both of those are always going to be the facts when it gets very, very hard. And especially when it gets – can you imagine if that question got asked more and more and more often? Can you imagine if, if city council meetings had people stand up and say, who is the elected official that did this or that, that had a like final approval? A domestic terrorist. Someone yeah. who would ask that question. That, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about it at a school board meeting. I'm not talking about something crazy Oh, so not like the that. crazy crazies. Right, yeah. These are the mild rebel rebels. That's the, you know, Norman Rockwell, the guy in the bomber jacket, right? Like, yeah. that's the, we need that guy. So let's move on to, I saw last week, Ron Wyden wrote a letter to the DOJ saying, hey, I got a tip that says that Apple and Google aren't allowed to talk to me about the fact that apparently foreign governments and our government can read the content of push notifications, presumably including from Signal and iMessage and all communications. And so when those pop up on your phone, it oftentimes will preview what's in those messages. So the government has even the data, not just the telemetry, right? Pretty much, yeah. So your push notifications in the, here comes the actually people. Okay. okay. Push notifications are run not through the app, not off the phone. There is a push, it goes through a push notification server, a okay. separate server. Any individual server can be subpoenaed. Um, that is, that is a very, um, watered down explanation for it like you know kind of kind of complex tech into simple terms we like that here that's not run uh, it, it looks like it's part of the app and when you tap it it opens the app and it's got your information that's in there that notification is being done from a server that's specifically built to drive push notifications for that specific app okay and that's part of the app design process that server can be subpoenaed but what we're finding out I'll be more specific. Not what we're finding out. What has been known, but is now getting to the level of somebody ask, somebody that could do something about it asking the right questions, mm. is there's no privacy policy specifically about push notifications. There's no and there, there's no let me so I'm gonna agree to this for the app, and I'm going to agree to that for the push notification. Okay. Now, let's say you go in and turn off push notifications. You just don't see them. Great. The so app will still generate that content. It's just not okay. delivered. In some instances, this goes to a point where it depends on how if the developer responsibly developed that or if the developer um, chose the easy way and said, and if that switch is off, just bounce it back. Gotcha. Now, which one do you think most people chose? Yeah, like it used to be when she would get a text message, it would just say text message. Whereas on mine, I can read it without opening my phone. Oh, I did that. That was on. I, That's that what was I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And the, you know, you can have private content, you know, you know, block my content if the screen is locked. Don't show it at all on the lock screen. I can, you know, if it unlocks, leave it on the lock screen, but show me my content. The content's in there already. Mm. It's just choosing whether or not 
how it shows up on the screen. Right. Laura's mortified right now. No, I'm I'm really trying. <laughs> I don't even understand how light bulbs work. Like this is such a foreign concept to me. I don't understand electricity like at a fundamental level. So I'm really trying to. She's having the dead thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the dead thing. What if the power goes out? I don't know. I gotta be the man. To turn it off. You're doing it right now. <laughs> We bought a couple life straws from Costco. <laughs> yeah, those will last a week or so. Is that is that all? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it only uh, filters so many gallons and then you're... I was feeling very comfortable with that move. Now I'm not. Okay. That's enough to get you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Wyden has submitted this request for information and hopefully other people will care. I mean, at least Massey and the House will care. So there might be some bipartisan push to open that up. And it really comes down, it comes down to the word telemetry. That information from those servers can be subpoenaed. Now, in that, um, in that same thing, we, what was, what was released is that the government has told major tech companies not to discuss Hmm. this. Um, to know specifically exactly what they could, would, and should have in there, considering I do it as part of my job, I know what is in there, how much of it is actually stored in the server and can be found. That's debatable. Depend Again, it's kind of like depends on how it's set up and the security practices put in place, how much of it could be monitored live. I can prove to you a hundred percent of it. So I'm trying to think of all of the types of push notifications I get. And some of them are incredibly intimate. Like you can monitor if you're pregnant and you, and Mm -hmm. you know, if you're tracking it, my app will say you're 10 weeks pregnant today. And, or it'll give me like photo wrap ups. There'll be pictures of my kids in the push notification though, Mm -hmm. from Google photos. Yeah. Yeah. And they could be a baby and God knows what people do with those photos. Oh, so you just got to a really good part, though. And this goes back to the signal thing. Signal said, well, we just want to talk about who's going to do what with a picture of a baby. Yeah. That information is secured. And then we start talking about encrypted data that's stored. But they're trying to pass regulation where anything can be scanned for. That's right. For child pornography. Now, at that point, why even bother encrypting it? Because you've got to give them permission to, you have to give them a decryption key to decrypt, to check it. Right. It's it's all out the window at that point. Um, Apple announced that feature and got uh, just absolutely blown up. And kind of like what we were talking before, they didn't say they're not going to do it. They just said they're not going to release it in the timeline Uh that they originally announced and i wonder so readjusting my tinfoil hat this last came up with the boston marathon bombing because apple had refused to decrypt his iMessages or whatever it was Mm -hmm. i wonder if this is their soft way to say okay we'll give you a backdoor but look it's just for child porn quote unquote considering google and apple were under gag orders to discuss push notification servers Mm -hmm. One would have to assume that's the back door, right? Yeah, I would. And the, I've seen this with other agencies. We were talking about this walking in, incidentally. Whenever the SEC gets a settlement with someone, let's say they don't have enough information to convict you of fraud, they'll settle with you, but you're not allowed to talk about it ever. 
Right. Yeah. The the assumption is it's there as a favor. Yeah. You know, the, it's it's known. They knew it was not secure, but continued to do it, and we're told by the government not to discuss it. So for the longest time, the I guess it was the small comfort that some people took was, okay, let's say the government has this giant dragnet and they're hoovering up all this data. Well, there's no way that it's legible. There's so much of it. How are they going to parse it? You're going to be lost in the crowd. Who cares? Does the AI change that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And we're looking at, you know, when you say AI, everybody thinks chat GPT. So that's the generative AI of chat GPT. Um, but predictive AI, the size of the data set, as long as the data is uh, as long as the data is structured, mm-hmm. and you can go very deep into that, where you can have so so you've got structured data and unstructured data. It's exactly what it sounds like. Think of it as walking into your storage room. A structured structured is a box that says. Tax returns, 2022. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, unstructured data is just stuff everywhere. You know, your Halloween decorations and your Christmas decorations are, are mismatched piles. Our kids' toys. Exactly. Yeah. Structured data and then appropriately labeled and tagged data, far and beyond, it is incredibly easy for it to, for organizations to leverage an AI solution to find this, the answers in that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question, which is, um, I'm just going to read it here. I really was feeling fancy. I said, in which policy arena (laughs) is the government surveillance apparatus most likely to be weaponized? And I have like parental rights, medical freedom. We were talking about homeschooling earlier. And then to follow that, what is the time horizon on on that scenario? I think the answer is yes. And as soon as feasibly possible. Yeah, I, I think is the is the answer there. Um, we're we're already seeing, and and for your examples that you gave, so so Sam again forms parental rights, um, like transiting your kids, mm-hmm. uh, medical freedom, getting the vaccine, getting the shot, um, or homeschooling. So these are a few of the prongs of the attack on the nuclear family. Yeah. Uh, The way to take it and the way to win is to completely destroy the nuclear family. It is so much easier to control and it's so much easier to maintain individuals that are part of a tribe but still individualized that's easier to control that's easier to manage and maintain and and the family unit is a, a force to be reckoned with hmm. yeah and i think that's what what you'll see is is the attack continue to break down the family unit talking about public education we start to degrade it there where the kids want to separate from the nuclear family and then now we start chipping away at it, chipping away at it, chipping away at it. I say that to say this, that doesn't scare me at all because I know I, – I have to count on two hands a number of families I know that have to have a 12-passenger or more vehicle because of the number of kids they have, yeah. right? Yeah, awesome. And, and those are the kinds of families that are you know, the two use cases, the go out and defend or stay home and protect – 
those are the stay home and protect families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those families aren't going to have the kids that are turning into parents for thought crimes, unlike the ones that are dependent on the public education system. Oh, no, those kids are waiting to have the liberty to create their own thought crimes mm-hmm. or commit their own thought crimes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ready. Yeah. They're ready now. Love that. A tribe of rebels. Have you seen the 1998 Will Smith movie, Enemy of the State? <laughs> I have not. Oh, gosh. Okay. Is so this required viewing now? It is. I mean, it's very on topic. It's a guy who, through no fault of his own, ends up the target of an NSA manhunt. And this is 1998. Yeah. And eventually finds a guy in a Faraday cage who's the only way to get off the grid. But that was so long ago, I'm wondering if he would have any chance of avoiding detection today. You know, they, having talked about this at, at length with people that are very skilled and have specialized training in evasion, it's more of a being able to get to a specific place hmm. than could you evade forever? No, okay. not a shot. You don't, you don't have the funds and the equipment to be able to do so. But when it comes to being able to get somewhere where you are safe long enough. Even so the tires in your car. Yeah. When you buy new tires, they have a scannable chip inside the tires. I didn't even know that. So yeah, kind of like, you know, kind of like you chip your dog. Kind of the same thing. Uh, Tires have this inside of them to where this was, this blew my mind. It blew my mind to find this out. You can use this like RFID reader I'm saying RFID, that might not be the technology it uses, but you you know, an the NFC yeah. yeah, NFC or RFID reader where you can go through and scan this chip. This, you know, it's probably like an NFC style NFC chip or a scannable chip. And you get all the information about the tire, where it was manufactured, delivery date, things like that. Now, you know, can they track that down to it was delivered uh to the Walmart Tire and Lube Center in Sheboygan through blockchain? Why yes, not? it yeah. can. That's that's the whole purpose of that type of thing for a quality control. You know, the the for your good reason would be for recalls. Yeah, we've talked about this in the context of USDA slaughterhouses. If you have a bunch of cows from different farms and these giant slaughterhouses being processed at the same time, it's impossible to track. If there's an outbreak, you can't pinpoint the farm. Exactly. But if you have this blockchain tracking, you can find the defective rubber or whatever. Exactly right. And, you know, I can I can tell you fairly confidently that that in a number of food industries, you do have the ability to track back to that single point of origin through the required testing necessary before it can be integrated beyond. Sometimes sometimes things happen once it gets to the mixing it together process. Mm hmm. But you don't hear about it very often going to the single point of origin just because the controls leading into that are so good. Sure. Because the because these types of things exist. So, yeah, you're on the grid. So you just – all this privacy stuff is not so that you can send racist memes to your friends from high school. <laughs> Those are going to leak anyway. Right. Okay. So we should move on. You were talking about um, – evasion and moving from point a to point b and a couple episodes ago we talked about everyday carry bags right and you're you have some suggestions along those lines yeah absolutely so in one of the things you talked about kind of still will we'll connect that dot uh you talked about 
a wireless mesh system. Yeah. And what, yeah. specifically... How do you do that when you're not connected to the cell phone tower? Yeah. So this is specifically a... Um, uh, you know, I, in wireless, as in radio mesh system, mm-hmm. the most common one is a product called MeshTastic or a service, or it's a it's a uh, it's a platform MeshTastic. Okay. So the actual device itself is about the size of a credit card, and it looks like a little circuit board. Most uh, a lot of them have like a little screen on them, and they use a platform called LoRa L O R A, and mm-hmm. uh, they broadcast on. Uh, radio waves. Okay. And what you have with these w- with these devices is you've got two things. It's got a radio transmitter and then a Bluetooth receiver. So it pairs Bluetooth to your phone. Okay. Is one of the is probably the most common way to use it. It pairs Bluetooth to your phone, and then you have a companion app on your mobile device, and you can message on the mobile app. It transmits it via Bluetooth to the to the radio device, and it sends that from its antenna. And when you set these up, you actually create a device-to-device connection. Okay. And that connection is device-to-device encrypted. Now, where you get the mesh part is you can create private networks or you can create public networks. Okay. So a real-world, not scary for the same reason scenario, think about... A tornado disaster. We're in the Midwest. Yeah. Think about Tennessee. a tornado. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it just happened. Mm-hmm. So cell towers are down. Uh, landlines are down. Internet is down. A array of these devices, these small Bluetooth devices, and when I'm saying you can be up and running for $35. Wow. Okay. Every device you can set up this open network where not only can you communicate, but it can act as a relay. What and does that mean? so you've got two of them and they talk one to the other. Mm-hmm. But then when you add a third, it you can send a message from device one that device two receives and says, this is intended for device three. I'm going to send it to device three. Okay. But what you can also do is extend your range when you do this. Gotcha. So let's say you get, let's say a mile. Regular, plain old, suburban, you've got some wood construction houses, maybe you've got some metal in places, you've got trees. Well, if you've got a series of these things, you now can go one mile from device one to two and an additional mile from device two to three. Okay. And you can continue to grow this. There's some ways that you can support voice. It's not in a way that's usable. The best thing is short text messages. Okay. So you're reading it off of a one-inch screen. Mm-hmm. and you have the ability to communicate. You can have pre-staged messages that you can send. Yeah, um, They're incredibly useful. Again, another real world is, um, you know, let's say like hiking and camping. Sure. Would be a real world everyday application use for this, where instead of having to buy a couple hundred dollars worth of radios mm-hmm. for, say, off-roading, overlanding, camping, hiking – and you've got a series of, you know, you've got a group of friends going out. For 15 bucks each, you can set these up. Probably a couple of years ago, it would have been daunting if you weren't very technical to set them up. Mm-hmm. There's some some code that needs to be written because you actually have to program these these radio units. Sure. But ChatGPT generates the code for you. That's true. 
so you can actually leverage your resources. And now there's so much of a community around it. It's really gotten to a point where it's copy and paste. Okay. You can copy code, paste it into the app that you use to program them, and then you're off to the races. And you can create your own network. Now, these are really handy as far as family to family also, but a number of uses like that. But they're, they're becoming more prominent. And you're starting to see kind of like the amateur radio area yeah, where these are starting to wind up where um, you've got somebody with a little bit of land. They're up on a high point and they can they'll actually set up an open network receiver as a as a transmitter mm-hmm. to that you can use as a relay. You can relay through their open platform. OK, yeah. And send that on. So I'm thinking of the land that I have and I was just talking with my father-in-law about this. He's looking for walkie-talkies that we can give to the boys when they're out playing yeah. acres away. This sounds like a perfect solution for that. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's it, it has to run off of a mobile device, and that's mm-hmm. where we start getting into that with how kids, secure yeah. is it. Sure. Because, you know, one, with kids, and two, you get into how secure is it really because even if I turn off Wi-Fi and cellular – have I actually turned off Wi-Fi and cellular on the mobile device? Because the only thing it needs to communicate is Bluetooth. There's a company that makes one of these devices. It's an old hacked BlackBerry. Okay. Um, and it's, I mean, it is full on. It is a BlackBerry keyboard. It's so cool. And it's, everything's, it's all built into one. It's got the antenna in it. It's yeah. the battery. It's rechargeable battery inside Bigger there. Screen. Bigger screen for it. There's some limitations for it, but having a dedicated messaging device on there. You know, and when you get out on the land, you've got, you know, the Walmart walkie-talkies, right? The Cobra walkie-talkie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that runs on what's called an FRS network, or FRS. Uh, uh, the ham guys are going to lose their minds. I don't remember the technical <laughs> term. Uh, it is an FRS device, but then you get into GMRS, which is replacing your CB radios. Okay. And those two can talk to each other. So the boys can have the Walmart walkie-talkie where you can have the more full-featured higher-end hand transmitter that that can serve a number of different functions that can get into ham bands if you're so interested in that kind of thing. Well, one reason I'm interested in this, and I don't want to pivot too far, but Congress is debating right now whether to require car manufacturers to keep AM radio because... Some electric car manufacturers are saying that it's very difficult to shield all the electronic equipment to be able to receive those uh, radio signals. And conservatives and liberals are both saying it's mandatory. We have to have AM radio for people in rural areas who rely on it for emergency broadcast. Would this be an alternative? No, your range is kind of short here. This would be more of a peer-to-peer uh, type connection to, to use the internet term for it. This would be uh, end-to-end encrypted communication over a fairly short, and by fairly short, um, depending on the environment you're in, yeah. you could reach miles with this. You know, a hopped-up antenna, you know, a nice big whip antenna on the end of this thing, and and you could reach miles with it in the right environment. Okay. Um, they're fairly low wattage. It's a one watt, I think, is the maximum that I've seen for them. Okay. Um, but to your point, that's when you start looking into 
what is the what's the next step up? What's the next communication method mm-hmm. that gets that gets the the job done? And getting into the the amateur radio, you lose your encryption. Yeah, but you gain your range. Okay, I see the trade off there. Yeah. And then you were talking about SHTF phones. Yeah. What is graphene? What Can you have a phone without these mics that they're all listening to? What do you need to do there? Absolutely. So graphene OS, graphene OS uh, and there's another one that's been around for longer, in which ironically the name is Legacy OS. <laughs> um, these are where you would take a, you would de-Google okay. a phone. These are all done on Android phones. iPhone, there's just your shot. It's yeah, walled uh, garden, whatever. Exactly. As we talk with two iPhones sitting on the yeah. desk right here, it gives you the ability to just completely remove the existing Google operating system and install a whole new operating system that's purpose built for security. Okay. Um, Graphene OS only runs on Google Pixel phones, ironically. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why is Google has actual hardware security measures built in. Oh. To try to restrict uh, physical hacking. Yeah. Okay. And uh, using a Pixel device, you're able to flash that in the Graphene OS to install it. You plug your phone into your computer. There's a couple of steps you take I'm in the settings. This is so stupid easy. If you have a qualifying device, a Pixel 5 and up, but the Pixel 5 is only going to be supported until August of 2024. Okay. For this particular operating system. So you go to their website, connect your phone to your computer, uh, press and hold the volume down and the power button when you start it up. And then you literally just scroll through and click buttons on their website to install this operating system okay. on your Google Pixel device. Once you have that installed, you begin to increase your security because it eliminates a number of different things. One of them is um, the Google Play Store. Sure. So you use a couple of alternatives to Google Play Store and you don't have Google Play services, which is one of the greatest points of telemetry gathering on the Android device. And once you eliminate that, here's the catch. You have to find alternatives to the apps you already use. Right. Because the whole point of using a secure phone is because you don't want the 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 security risks involved with some of the more common publicly distributed apps. That being said, there's hundreds and hundreds of security conscious applications that you can use as alternatives. It's a real decision to use that as a daily driver. Yeah, I can imagine. The only one I have in mind is Proton Mail instead of Gmail, but Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that that's a really great example. And um, you know, there used to be there used to be an app called Red Phone way back when. There was an app called Red Phone. Somebody will fact check this, I'm sure. I'm almost positive one of the founders of Signal created Red Phone. Okay. Um, but it was a secure secure as you could get phone app. So there's a number of different apps that you can use as substitutes, but where it really comes to having something like that is when you need to have a data-only device in a scenario where, let's say, you need to leverage using a Bluetooth connection to a mesh-tastic transmitter, you can do so more safely on something like that. 
Okay. I was going to ask, why would you go through all the trouble? It just keeps those apps that they use to get telemetry off of you? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And you, you have a lot of this you can do. So like uh, on Android, the process of sideloading apps, you can install an app uh, or anything with what's called an APK, uh, an Android package kit. You can install it on there. You have to go through and probably turn off some of your default security settings to do so. Okay. It's all user accessible. But you don't eliminate the things built into the operating system as it sits right right out of the box, right out of the store. Okay. So what is your go-to everyday carry bag? So you've got your graphene phone, you've got your mesh-tastic device. Those might be one and the same. You've got some amount of water. Right. But, okay, what do you carry with you on a day-to-day basis? So day-to-day basis is going to be just a little bit of cash mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh, that's That should be... I went so long without carrying cash, and it's just... I. If it's 20 bucks, you need to have a little bit of cash. Yeah, Dave Ramsey has his redneck emergency fund, the $100 bill in his sock or wherever yep. he keeps it. Yeah, Ex- that, yeah exactly. There is, there's very few scenarios you will find yourself in where you can't hold up $20 and probably get somebody to do something for you. That's fair. So having just a little bit of cash with you, so many people focus on EDC of the blades and the guns. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you know, we I, I I have recently gone through and started rethinking EDC because, man, it is so, you go into mall ninja territory yeah. real fast. It's true. And then it's completely obvious, which kind of cuts against what you're trying to do. Exactly. Um, you know, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to frame it this way. My EDC is as a suburban dad. Fair. So okay. I have... In my bag, usually, if I'm not carrying on body, some uh, something in my bag off body carry. And this will be for the gun carriers out there. You should always, always, always carry a spare mag. Your gun malfunctions so many of the time. The 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 gun malfunction drill is to rip the mag and mm. insert a new mag. Sure. You can't insert a new mag when there's no other mag if you have a fault in the mag. That's so right. there's so many people that they that they go and they carry uh, <laughs> as people laugh in revolver right now, right? Right, right. So always carrying your spare mag and having it accessible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, anything that could be helpful to other people is always something to consider. Having, you know, that some guys call them the boo-boo kits, but a basic first aid kit. Make it yourself. Band-aids and alcohol wipes and a little bit of tape. It's going to go a long, long way in a lot of different scenarios. Um, But what a lot of people miss with the EDC setup, and it's going to be unique for each person. I do carry a pocket knife. I do use it. It's a regular plain old pocket knife. I'm not worried about uh, deployment speed and, you know, grip and all this kind of stuff if i get into a fight the pocket knife is not going to be the thing i was going to say my father-in-law gifted me an incredibly nice bench made tonto like with the spring loaded yeah all of that yeah i love it but yes it's over the top it's the in again it's so easy to get down the mall ninja Mm -hmm. territory there um have you ever heard of the gray man theory I've seen the Ryan Reynolds movie, but I don't know what you mean. So the gray man theory, I think as far as EDC and what's in it, 
this goes a little farther. So the bag I carry, I ironically is this one that I'm with that I have with me today is gray. Okay. But if you're in a scenario where you need to, I guess the term people use is go to ground. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stand out. Right. I don't want it to look like I could have supplies. I don't want it to look like I could have weapons. I don't want to look like a target. Yes. But I don't want to look like a threat. Because in a this this really came to a head a couple of weeks ago. A very good friend of mine and I talk about this stuff a lot and kind of keep each other in check and kind of keep each other motivated and thinking to improve what we do and how we do for our families. Yeah. And I said, he, he was talking about get home bags. I said, man, what are the odds? I'm going to be at work in everything around me in office buildings. And, and there's just going to be sudden upheaval without any kind of idea that it's going to happen. And then Dublin happened. Oh, fair. And he and I sat side by side and watched it live while we sat in our office mm. and said, oh, my God, it happened. Like this wasn't summer 2020 type stuff. It was just all of a sudden it was happening. And the idea of trying to then jump in my vehicle and and say, no, 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 I'm just going back to my suburban two-story home. Thank you. No no trouble here. Uh, I'm just going to make it. Mama's got dinner ready. Like, Yeah, not going to happen. That might not be reasonable. Hmm. And the idea of your EDC – you know, you were y'all were talking about sling bags and carry bags. It's so hard to find something that doesn't look like some LARP cosplay stolen Valor Army surplus thing. I have seen many such cases. Some of the guys that do security at church have yeah. those bags, and I'm like, oh, you're on the security team. I see a I see a bag with a Velcro field and Molly loops. Uh huh. There's a gun in that bag. Yes. I know there's a gun in that bag. Or the guy that has that bag has a gun. Now, is he a target or is he a threat? Now we've got to, you know, you you are opening these decisions up. But if you have something that looks like I'm a middle-aged suburban dad, and this is the bag that has my work-issued Lenovo black generic laptop in it, and I'm just trying to get home. Yeah, I've got my monogram laptop bag. The one I gave Laura as she was walking out the doors, or diaper bag. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's the, does it look like something regular people would carry? The idea of just blending in hmm. is far more important than, but I can hang my uh, individual first aid kit off of it. And I've got, you know, I can put my holster here and I've got my, my flashbangs are there and uh you can get to the ease of getting to it once you're out of the threat, once you're sure. out of danger. Yeah. But the first idea of an EDC that's more than I might need to open some letters and maybe a box. Right. That's when you start getting into what does it look like? What does it go into? Um, you know, flashlights, things like that. One recommendation I will make, rechargeable battery, Re- things mm. that are rechargeable. Okay. Not that runs off of AA batteries. Um, I don't know if you noticed, it's really batteries are becoming more scarce. It's getting harder to order batteries. Oh, I haven't tried to order them 
uh, Costco was overflowing last time I saw, but the yeah, prices keep going up. The prices are going up, and we're. Uh, I saw I saw headlines recently saying that we're moving towards a shortage. Okay. Of your standard AA battery, right? Yeah. Your, your Duracell. Exactly. So rechargeable, and then they're super cheap. The solar fold up solar. Yeah. Um, like recharging panels, they're all in one kit. You know, it's not the panel, and then you got to buy the the power unit that goes with it. All in one. They Walmart's got them in the camping section for thirty That's bucks, convenient. right? Okay. And just something that if you're going to be for a while. You yeah. have the ability to charge from there. Yeah, I've got my external battery, but that's a whole other level. Like it was one of those things when Laura and I were first dating. She never charges her phone, and so it was always to me. You to had make to have sure it with you. Both of our phones were charged, but not if she was going to be without me. I gave her that other battery pack. Yeah, and and that's the uh, each person is going to be kind of unique and individual. Some people say flashlight. Some people say no flashlight. You know. Some people say big gun. Some people say little gun. Some people say no gun. Um, you can't you can't be a threat if you don't have a gun. That's right. Well, and you were talking about a different gun for different scenarios. So how do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it depends on where you're going. This uh, we had to go downtown. I was dressed up, and I didn't have a way to carry anything that I had available to me. Yeah, in a suit or whatever. Yeah, I was wearing I literally I was I was wearing a suit and it was going to be at a party and and uh you know I didn't I wouldn't have been able to remove my jacket. I wouldn't have been able, you know, if somebody gave me a hug, I couldn't I didn't have a convenient place. So I was thinking I need a pocket carry. I need something, you know, the Ruger LCP, right? It's the it's the pocket gun everybody has. It's the mm-hmm. little bitty guy it fits in there. You know, is that my wallet or is that my cell phone or is or is that six shots of 380? It could be any of them at that point. It's what my dad does in Dallas. Yeah, and and having the opportunity to be able to plan for personal protection makes a huge difference. That being said, it's so easy to go out and spend five thousand dollars worth of guns. Exactly. And this is something I see a lot and. A lot of people that I talk to, they have two guns in every room of their house and smoke detectors and none of them. <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, I, I, I own a gun to protect my family, but I don't have a fire extinguisher. I'm far more likely to have a grease fire in the kitchen than I am to have a home intruder. Yeah, exactly. That's true. In all the years that I've carried and had pistols, I've only fired them at the range and I had to put out a fire in our kitchen like within a year because my toddler threw an oven mitt in the oven and we didn't know. Oh no. Mm-hmm. See, oh that's the good parent stories. That's yeah. the good parent stories. Those are the things that everybody would be terrified to share, but that happens to everybody. Yeah, you should be prepared for that, not not that red dawn couldn't happen. But right. You're more likely to have a toddler fire. Exactly. That is exactly it. You know the I'm, I'm sorry I'm rambling. You guys are going to have no, to chop this, this all. You're going to no, have to chop this every way from Sunday. The the EDC and the preparedness and the everyday readiness, I see two major faults continuously. One is I have a, I have a gun in every room in case of an intruder, but I don't have a smoke detector in any of them. And my extinguisher is probably not adequately charged. Mm-hmm. Or you see the scenario of... I have a bug out bag, 
I have a get out bag. I have an EDC bag. I have a stuff hits the fan bag. I have the back of my truck completely ready to go full op. But these are generally someone that also can't make it up five flights of stairs. Right. So your preparedness, you have to identify what you're protecting. Mm. And it's really fun to buy. I wish I had a Benchmade pocket knife. I wish I had a Benchmade folding blade. I don't. But what I do have is three extinguishers and fresh nine volts in every smoke detector because that's what's important. Could I be able to be an active participant to put down a resurgence? Probably not. But if I needed to make it up five flights of stairs, I have made sure I'm capable and able to do so. Yeah. If you had to carry your wife or children, you could do it. Absolutely. Exactly. That is exactly it. That's how I think about it. I uh, was going on a decade ago in grad school. A group of us would do CrossFit every morning. And it, the whole mindset there is functional fitness. I think it's a lot of what you're talking about. Yeah. Can you, sure, you can bench 500 pounds, whatever it is, if you're just doing powerlifting. Yeah. But you can't walk. So. That's the, uh, that would probably be a big, uh, one, one of the main things I would say is your, your, if you have focus more on your EDC matching, then your ability to effectively use them, your your physical health to make the moves necessary, should it come down to you having to use them, that's going to be the point that you need to stop and say, let's prioritize what we're building for. We're singing all day and you can't tame it. High tide, low tide, you know that. Morning time, yeah, we're going strong.